Welcome to episode 15 of an Axe Throwing Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Feinberg. Uh, today's guest is Tim Stivers. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks a lot, Bill. Uh, and I know I asked you before I clicked the button, but I did get the last name right, correct? <laughs> you did, for sure. All right, sweet. I got a short-term memory. Um, now, uh, do you... Uh, so you have an X, uh, a nickname, right? On X scores, uh, it's big time, correct? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to tell us the story of that nickname? I wish it was a better story, but um, essentially I was an X coach for Lumberjacks. And then um, the Venmo tag for tips was Coach Tim. And somebody got super creative with a Sharpie and wrote big and then put an E at the end of my name. So <laughs> then it just kind of stuck from there. Cool. So uh, somebody else kind of gave you the nickname. It's not one you picked. Yeah. No, no. And then because uh, my roommate uh, Showtime, because it's big time and Showtime, everybody asked if we nicknamed ourselves, and the answer is still no. No, both given to us. Do you uh, so if uh, if you also doubles together? Do you go by Big Show? Uh, we did. We threw Big X doubles at uh, Choppers together. We went as the Big Show. Nice. Cool. Well, I guess, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, right? Like, we, you know, we've got a ton of axe throwing to talk about, but, um, actually before I get into that, uh, so one of the, you're one of the first people that I've kind of like cold outreached about doing the podcast. And there's a very specific reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is you and I are going to be playing in the very first match of IATC, uh, on Saturday. Today's Monday, I think, if I know how to time. Uh, so hopefully I can get this edited and published before IATC. Uh, but I thought this would be a cool way to kind of, you know, get to know. I think it's more fun when you know the person you're throwing against. So this is hopefully a way to kind of get to know each other and have hopefully have more fun on Saturday. And hopefully, uh, I don't know if you get nervous at all. Like I get nervous. And so it's like when I know people, I feel like I get less nervous. So uh, no, I get, I get super nervous, um, but I really I don't drink at all when I throw axes anymore. Uh, when I started trying to be compete and then, so now I, I, I try to stay at that high level where I'm drinking like monsters or coffee or something just to keep the jitters going and see how they take me throughout the day. Gotcha. There was a uh, one season where, uh, cause I think I started like 2018 or something. So I think I had like nine seasons at urban Axis Austin and I'm like, I'm going to do a whole season sober, uh, would because it was normally like a craft beer share where um there's actually one dude he's like we're playing tonight so i brought some like triple ipas and belgian quads <laughs> like uh but the joke was it was uh my performance enhancing sobriety <laughs> <laughs> right 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 exactly i, I drink enough ba stouts and i'm like wow this 10 is probably not the best choice right now but we're gonna go and play through it yeah i uh i just did a marathon league in austin uh last on, on memorial day uh and i brought like a six pack of beer. And I think by like week four of the marathon league, like, all right, time to pump the brakes. Uh, some uh, accuracy has gone noticeably down. So yeah, that's, that's a long day. It was, it was so, fun. It was my first, yeah. uh, ITF marathon league. Oh, really? Hmm? Nice. Uh, did you do standard or premier? Oh, it's premier. Uh, it was oh. my first time throwing premier. It was actually my first time competing in IATF since like fall 2020. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I is, it, I is it mostly because the venues out there are all waddle or? Yeah, there's no ITF. I think within three hours of Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. So I figured I should probably get some ITF competition practice in before you know the ITC. Right. Do they, do they at least let you draw a little circle on the waddle board and step back a little bit to take your step? <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I, uh, I I did a step throw the past waddle season to help just practice for uh, ITC. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
did better than I expected. Tied my high score, so that was cool. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got distracted. So, uh, so before we we've already gotten into the X throwing, but, but we'll we'll get back to the X throwing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like uh, you know, tell us about you, kind of like like what was life Tim's life like before X throwing? Uh, before axe throwing, um, I really, I currently have a seven-year-old daughter, so I've been throwing axe for four years. So basically, you know, being a full-time dad to her, working um, airport retail, crazy amount of hours, things like that. Then um, I was working in Detroit at that time. So five years in Pittsburgh, two years in Detroit. I moved back to have more of a family life. And so when I did that, um, really, I just spent all my time focused on her and my family and then uh, kind of went straight into axe throwing as a part-time job. So it was a good mix. Um, and then because it's axe throwing in a family environment, at least the, the location we were at, she was able to come to work with me 90% of the time. So she grew up like in an axe house, hanging out. All the coaches loved her, chasing her around. Um, outside of that, I threw a little disc golf, um, played some played some real golf, um, big craft beer drinker. Um, I have two dogs, Cannoli and Betty White. Um, you'll see some posts on social media about – uh, Betty White being at all the X-Wing places that we go to because she's a pretty well-tamed dog and she likes to sit on chairs and even at the bar and just hang out with me. So, Cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's a bunch of good things always. So, so Now, you, you mentioned, um, so do you work in Detroit? And uh, now are you, current, are you in Pittsburgh now? Are you from Pittsburgh? Uh, I, so I've been in Pittsburgh for about 15 years. Um, so I was in, I was in Pittsburgh for, I don't know, we'll call it 10, uh, moved to Detroit for two years and then moved back to Pittsburgh. Okay. So So just, just just career, career moves kind of thing. Gotcha. So is Pittsburgh like home, home? Uh, so I'm from Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. And then I, I call Pittsburgh home now because my daughter's here and, uh, it's where my life is. Like all the towns you've lived in are just like flanking my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) Right, right. Where where everything's flat and. Mostly normal, most of the time. It's smushed up against the lake. Yep. Cool. So, um, so how did you get started throwing axes? Uh, when I moved back from Detroit, um, my ex, uh, her cousin was opening lumberjacks, and I just needed a part-time job to kind of, you know, smooth things over and get some get some income coming in. So he's like, "Do you want to do this?" I'm like, I'm, "I don't know how to throw an axe. Well, what, what do you do?" He's like, "Just show up." I was like, "Fair enough." Um, personable enough. Uh, able to, I played baseball, uh, basketball, football in my life, so easy enough to convert skills over into axe throwing. And it was just a great time. And then finally found myself finding that competitive spirit again. Um, as, as you get older, uh, you lose kind of the uh, athlete and competitive spirit towards sports unless you're watching TV all the time. And uh, so it actually helped me you know, find another hobby to do and uh, – another hobby. And then all the friends I made around it, the community that supported the X, there's all new coaches. Nobody knew what to do. We were all throwing baseball styles, super hard to begin with. And then watch people like comp and Vin on, uh, when they did the IT, ITF, uh, two or three years ago, they're like, Oh, that's how you actually are supposed to throw an X. So then we all converted styles over and, you know, continue to try to get better. So did, um, cause I, I remember when some of my friends in Austin went to, I think like ITC 2019, uh, mm-hmm. and just came back and had new throws. It was like the, it's like, like they opened up a present and they're like, look what I got while I was in Canada. Uh, is it like, did y'all have that? Like where people like, cause Pittsburgh's not far from Philly, right? That's like a day road trip. Right. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's like five hours. So it's a, uh, it's super easy. And you know, we knew enough to be dangerous, I think. 
um, especially uh, me. And then we uh, we we got to watch some yeah, things on the TV, and we're like, wow, that guy's like throwing like a dart. That's probably how we should probably throw the throw the X, which is what we're doing. And then everybody started doing the pinch grip or versus the pistol grip or the Canadian flick, whatever it's called. Uh, who, who knows? Um, and then we all just kind of got better from there. Um, and then, uh, then, then we actually started our own like coaches league because before we were like, oh, we're not going to do a league because it should just be for guests or whatever. And then we're like, oh, what if we're any good? So then we started doing that. And then uh, weirdly enough, uh, me and uh, Showtime or Brandon McCluster, uh, we threw the first match was me and him through double 81s and probably the only time I beat him in a double and a big axe throw off uh, outside of that was that was our first match together in the coaches league. So that's kind awesome. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I threw against um, Mark Tishko or Ant now um, uh, connects at the time uh, D Mac. Um, everybody was like a couple of the other guests or uh, that wanted to throw competitively. They all joined the coaches league and that's kind of how we all got started about four years ago in Pittsburgh. Okay, is uh is that venue still around, or did that, or did that venue not survive COVID? So um, during COVID, they had four locations. After COVID, uh, they still currently operate three. So uh, one one was a little bit slow mover, and they just decided to close those doors, kind of thing. Gotcha. That's a bummer. But at least three are still around. Is the uh, the one that you started at like your home venue? Is that was that the one that like is it still there? That that was still there. Yeah, that one still does a, um, I, I guess, pretty good business. I'm I'm just a league member now, um, so I throw out of lumberjacks. I also throw out aces. Um, one thing we've done recently is like really got the community together, the extra community, like the Valhalla crew, Chillax crew, and Ace crew, um, and really started helping push us to get together to do different events at, at all the venues versus just one or two. That's cool. Yeah, um, I think one of my favorite things about the axe throwing like community is like i'll hang out with x people outside of x throwing and in like a lot of the hobbies i've had before it's just like all right i only see you at the thing and that's it mm-hmm. um no for sure that, that that's kind of how um like golf or you know you have a few friends that golf that's all you do when you see them is do that uh but now with it with the x throwing community I, I go to see guys that can fix cars now outside of work or now we do cornhole or somebody's hanging out somebody's house with backyard targets and playing beer pong and everything else so speaking of backyard targets do you have a backyard target i do I, when COVID happened i put uh two in the ground so we could practice in the backyard and tried to do the old um online axe throwing thing that kind of tried to take off it, it was fun um it just was really hot that summer yeah that um when i when like when I first like got moved into a house in Austin, I built my first backyard target and like we had like not a nice yard, but it wasn't a bad yard. And then I just like walked a trail just into just one spot <laughs> and looks like you got to rotate the thing around. So I just, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll put more grassy down. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and my backyard is not very big because I live in the city. Um, but instead of doing like the target that you can move around, I just put two into the uh, put post in, put the cement in, and then just have a, a it's it's flat enough and long enough that I can throw a big axe behind it. So about about twenty feet or so. Cool. I uh, and if you if you miss, you're gonna hit a retaining wall and or a small man made pond. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to go fetch an axe out of a pond that would suck. Uh, right. Yes. Absolutely. Although I guess that's better than trying to throw in a garage with like an eight foot ceiling. Very accurate. Cool. So now, uh, so you said, 
so you're start you got started as a coach right like and you, said mm-hmm. you had never thrown before um what was it like because i've never been a coach like like what's it and um i think when i was talking to you before like you you said you had a background in airport retail so like did you you like managed a couple locations right so like you weren't just like just a coach like you were pretty involved with like the the business correct uh, yeah, so um, I started off as a coach, and probably for the first year, year and a half, um, the the business was only one location, then two locations, and really not big enough for me to take a larger role. Uh, once it joined, once it started up as four, and with my background, it kind of made sense that the uh, um, that I kind of went that direction, uh, direction, and the owners agreed and stuff. So I took on a larger role as a district manager, you know, hiring, retaining, um, you know, teaching people how to throw axes, coaching up coaches, you know implementing different SOPs, et cetera. So my background has always been like a high volume retail location. So um, it kind of just made sense. And uh, with airport retail, you kind of get into gifts and apparel and all that other jazz. So, um, or I should say souvenirs. Um, so um, it was kind of nice to kind of just go back into some things that I'm very familiar with and kind of bring it into that same environment. That's cool. What was, uh, did you like, did you feel like pretty confident? You're like, all right, like I've done, you know, I've managed this kind of work before. Like I'm, or are you like, this is like a totally different beast. Like, was it like, did it, did it live up to expectations or was it like pretty different than what you were expecting? Um, I think I want to say, you know, the people aspect of it, I kind of understood the, uh, business aspect of the entertainment where it came into nights and long weekends and everything else. That was definitely different. Um, airport retails normally like from 4am till midnight. So some of those things kind of transpired, but like I would do nothing throughout the day and then be, you know, balls to the walls from, you know, 4pm to midnight. Most of the most weeks, uh, just because of customers calling in bookings and all that other stuff. So even when you weren't there, you were still on for the other aspects of it. Did you, uh, so did you get to practice when it was slow? Uh, we, we did at first, but then when we got too busy in the holidays, we had to, had to cut back on it. Um, I mean, everybody should know how to throw and your coaches should be getting better as they have more groups and everything else. And the worst thing you do as a, uh, ask, um, house, I guess you could say is to have a coach there that doesn't know how to get the access stick and then try to train people how to get it there. Uh, you can read so many bad reviews on, on, on any house. Like, Oh, I was there. The coach was great. Like personality wise, but I couldn't get it to stick. Um, or even the opposite, the coach was dud, but they knew how to, how to make the, um, guest or the person able to stick it really fast. And they had a great time because of it. So there's a couple of different aspects to look at when you're looking at, you know, different coaches and what they can bring to the table. That makes sense. I, uh, I remember like just watching people like try and be coached uh, and then just watching people. And I like, I've been this person where like I ignored my early coach, not necessarily cause like, I was like, Oh, I know better than you more. Just I'm like, hold on. I'm trying to f- try an experiment that I started on my last throw that I haven't like, I think I was close. Um, yeah, right, right. Or I've done this in the backyard before. <laughs> don't, don't tell me what to do. All right. Let's see how this goes. Do you like, yeah. How, I, how do you manage that when somebody's like, like, I know what I'm doing. You're like, you clearly don't. Uh, well, uh, so sometimes you have to manage egos. So sometimes a good way to do it is to push back and, um, or unhumble them or, um, you know, allow the other person that they're with to kind of throw and, and say, Hey, he, they're sticking it because they're listening to me. You're not kind of a thing. So it's all, everything can be said in a, the right way. 
And that same thing could be said in the wrong way and the offense be taken. So um, I can't tell you how many coaches I had. Um, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times it's a, it's a female coach and this guy just not listening because of the, the difference in sex. And I'm like, they're like, Tim, can you come help me? I'm like, sure, I'll come help. And I watched the guy throw. I was like, what did she just tell you? She said, move back. I was like, perfect. Can you, can you take a step back for me? <laughs> and sure enough, stuck it. Or stuck it. So, you know, you kind of help out everybody in the, in the right manner and I mean, try to humble people in the same breath without being offensive. That's got to it's got to be tricky and like frustrating. Although hopefully uh, I remember working retail and like having to develop like patience that <laughs> <laughs> patience is tough, especially when there's uh, beers involved. Yes. Well, hopefully as a coach, you're probably not drinking beers. Hopefully the coaches are not, but the, sometimes the guests will be before, during, and after. Yeah. It always blows people's mind when, like, wait, is it actually dangerous? Yeah. And they give us beer. <laughs> right. Cool. So um, so, so, where and what are you throwing right now? Um, so right now I'm throwing uh, Ace of Spades. So um, I've started practicing for the ITC a lot, and I did the qualifier, did okay, but I was still felt like I was throwing too many threes. Um, throwing ace of spades is the max blade link for ITF. So um, even a little bleed is, is obviously too much. So I wanted to go through the qualifiers, see how I did with it, see how I ranked up against everybody before I did anything to switch. Um, and I, th- I think I threw like a, a 70.4, 70.6 average. So not great, but not terrible in the same. In the same. Um, so then I started um, my daughter, I, my seven year old daughter started softball, soccer, and had dance all in the same starting up time as some of these leagues were transitioning for and getting ready for ITC, ITF. And uh, so I found myself only able to throw on Tuesday nights. So I normally was a Wednesday night, maybe Thursday night league member at Lumberjack. So uh, that was like, well, I'm good friends with the guys at Ace. Let's uh, let's start. They just started their next Tuesday. Oh, actually, I started week four because that was the only night I could get in. I need to keep throwing. They're like, yeah, Tim, just come join. So then I started throwing with um, Daddy, Connects, and Slab, um, Axe Master General, a couple of guys that are, you know, throw really well. Oh, Asperity. And uh, so it was really a, a good group to get into. Um, and I was watching a couple of the, the high throwers, and they were throwing – I knew they threw two axes before for bullseye, like a smaller bladed and then a, a wide blade for the clutch. So I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Now I'm doing it. And it just makes way more sense for my style of throw and everything else. Um, so now I'm throwing the NATF um, original axe that they created. I almost say it's like three or four years ago. Um, they, uh, they they worked really well. The blade's good. They just always broke if you over-rotated or anything else. The handles were, were pretty poor on them. Uh, so I had Kevin Bradley um, out of Philly Axe just kind of make a make a handle for me and throw throw his old one on it. And so now I'm throwing that, and it seems to be working a lot better for me. Cool. And uh, what about for Big X? Uh, so Big X, I um, so I, 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 Mark Tishko got me to do a Waddle Marathon League um, out at Timber Beast. So I get to throw with like Tyler Flynn, uh, Dustin Wellman, and a couple of, and uh, Kinexican was there, and a couple other guys. And I met Dustin Wellman. I had a I want to say it was probably a 14 inch flying fox. I was trying to get to do for Waddle, over rotating, couldn't get it to stick. I was trying everything. And then Dustin Wellman, uh, let me borrow, I think, uh, Leslie's, like, backup axe. So I started throwing her axe just for the, you know, marathon league. It was great. Got to got to know him really well. Found out he's the, you know, master craftsman for axes. And then after that, I had um, him make a big axe for me. And so I throw two of his big axes currently right now. One that's a full max blade length for uh, for clutches. 
and then a small one just for the bullseyes. Cool. So they're both uh, some type of national, some type of plum. Um, I need to get the weight down, so I was like, just shave off the the plum stamp. I don't care. <laughs> Somebody's like, no, you you ruined it. <laughs> it's so nostalgic. Uh, we're all throwing plums now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> I did my first Waddle Big Axe League last season um because mm-hmm. my wife was doing like a improv class or something i'm like oh, wait so you're busy that night i could do another actually that night then <laughs> um but i was like all right so i, I had just like uh, like old accent around I'm like all right i'll cut that oh what's the minimum for waddle or at 23 so i cut that and then i show up uh or i like check like the uh I've, it's been so long since i threw in a like big axe in itf that i forgot mm-hmm. the specs and so i'm like show up with my 23 inch big axe is like Oh damn it! <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so I uh, yeah, I just ordered uh one of the like the the smaller egg doors. Uh, so oh, I just yeah. got it, like, but that like I didn't even get it in time for my marathon league. So like I just started like I just got it like I think this like Friday maybe. So I've only had a couple of days throwing it, but I like it. Um, yeah, that that axe is awesome. Uh, I've got to throw it a couple times. Um, do you do two handed or one handed throws? Uh, I've been doing one handed. When I was throwing a yeah. full size egg door, I tried to do that one handed. Uh, did that didn't work? Uh, that was just like a recipe for injury. Uh, but this, <laughs> this little one, I can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do the one handed. So it's just uh, I never could do. I never could go clutch with two handed. It was always like difficult for me to throw up with it. So convert it over to one handed. That's just kind of what I've been doing ever since. I think when I watched um, Fancy in was it 2019. Um, the ITCs, um, when I saw his one-handed throws, all right, let's, let me figure out how to do that on my own terms kind of thing. I think I had a similar reaction, like, all right, but then, but Randers, like I've, I tried to do both throws after like the Rander fancy finals. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, neither was consistent for me, uh, but, uh, right. I was like, I think the one-handed was more consistent, but still not consistent. <laughs> No, I think I think everybody's trying to find that now, especially in premier rules, where it's like uh, it looks like it should be good, but it's not. It's dropping or it's too high or what have you. And and even going for clutch at that little square now is uh, difficult. The box. Oh, man, it's trying to do like ITC round one practice. Like, all right, got to stick toe because I, I didn't go clutch during uh, round one or um, mm-hmm. during qualifiers. So it's like, all right, just practicing only hitting toe. And then, all right, now I got to go to Waddle League. Now I got to hit flat. And like, all right, now I'm trying to hit clutches. It like, all right, now I got to hit flat again. Like, uh, a lot of context. Uh, it, uh, when, when people come into Premier League, like, all right, how do I do this again? And it's hard to go from throwing flat all the time into, like you said, hitting toe. And then when you go up, um, before, when it was like, if you did no bleed on the clutch, like like the original Premier Rules, it wasn't as hard. That's why the flying clocks did really well. But now, like trying to you know hit that square or the box, it's uh you got to throw flat. And so, uh, I used to throw the flying clocks, but then I would have too many bounces to try to throw flat with this. So I was like, well, I got to go something else. And weirdly, I um, I picked up an ace of spades just to see it like the style of it. And it sinks so well, so fast, like no sharpening, no, you know, profiling or anything else. So that's kind of what I stuck with. Have you, uh, have you been practicing on pine for ITC? Uh, we did. Um, we went, so we got, I don't know, all the ITC qualifiers from Pittsburgh, roughly 15, 20 of us. Um, we all went to, uh, we might one or two guys. We all went to Valhalla. They, we, and we bought some pine boards and we threw them up for the night and we had a long tournament out of it. So we all got to, 
we have, we have one guy who was throwing a small axe for the bullseye and, the, and then his ace for the, uh, the clutches. And finally, he just put away the small axe because it wasn't penetrating the pine good enough. So he set up and said, back to what I was doing before. I was like, yeah, that's, and that's my plan, too. If I get to uh, uh, Toronto and I can't get the small NATF axe to stick right or toe right, then go straight back to the ace of spades and see what happens. Yeah, a, a bled three is better than a drop. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, I'm comfortable with it. It's just one of those things like you just don't know until you get there and have that repetition, the sitting, more repetition, and then, you know, whatever happens in between those times. Have you ever tried to do anything to practice that kind of like, all right, have a match, cool down, right? You know, like it's something I've actually been like trying to do, like, because I've been working remote since like before the pandemic. And so I've been trying to like, all right, okay, at, like after a meeting, all right, just go throw, you know, like best of three kind of thing. Um, and it's like, all right, go do, you know, two hours of work. Like, all right, up, oh, I'm up. <laughs> and just, uh, it's hard. Yeah, it, it's super hard because, like, uh, I don't, I do have the backyard targets, but it just recently got good enough to get out there. Um, so I would have to go to the venues, and the venues are typically open Wednesday through Sunday. Um, being a, a part-time, you know, I have my daughter, my daughter Thursday through Sunday mostly, so trying to juggle that time to practice. So um, what I would do at the beginning before qualifiers is just like bullseye, 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 then throw some clutches and then go into your big extra team. Um, but um, I was talking to somebody about the same thing, about the whole throw, then wait one to two hours, sometimes maybe even three to four, just get to your next match. And, um, you know, what happens when you do like the the open and choppers and all those other matches? Um, they're like, Tim, you just have to practice it. You got to throw for 15 minutes, maybe then go BS with some people for a while and then come back and then be focused and then go back into it. And so that's kind of what I've been trying to do lately. Um, made a couple trips to Baltimore to practice, um, visit friends and uh, kind of just do different things of that nature. They, they would have league going. So I would practice, go visit, say hi to people, then come back and practice some more. So it's been one of those interesting things to try to get that cool, cool down feeling still. Yeah, that makes sense. There's um, I've definitely had that where I'm like, like, oh, that like an hour ago, I was on fire. And then like now I'm like, what? Like, was it, <laughs> did somebody like say something annoying in a meeting? Am I, is my brain still in the meeting? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like man, those clutches were real good like five minutes ago. <laughs> um, Question about um, when for your like premier leagues, right? Uh, except the Urban Axes Austin marathon that we just did. It's like a house rule that they were doing. Uh, to keep matches from never ending uh, with big axe clutches. They're like, all right, there was like a house rule. Like, all right, we'll go up. We'll each go up, like attempt three big axe clutches. And then if nobody hits it in three, then we got to go back down and bowl in again. So we, uh, we, we call it the gentleman's rule, but with, typically we do that. Uh, now you don't have to, um, but typically we mostly do that. Um, I watched um, I, when I was at urban uh, Baltimore, I watched, I think it was 19 throws before somebody got the clutch. Um, so I completely get why we all do that now, but, uh, it, it makes sense. It makes complete sense. It's not a firm rule, but, uh, let's, uh, let's all have more fun with the game kind right. of thing. I, I've, I mean, I remember like back when I like just couldn't like throw a bowl in reliably with a big X, uh, and then you're like, you know, in like the league tournament and it's like, you know, quarterfinals or whatever. You're like, all right, let's, uh, let's just big X clutch from here on out. You're like, but we're not at. 
we're, we're not at big axe clutch level. And so like, like somebody's like, Oh, they're doing big axe clutches. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, it's so awful. Like just watching, I mean, even when people got on fire with on standard rules, you watch seven, eight, nine, ten, like clutch, just regular clutches get hit. And people were still walking away because it wasn't entertaining enough. Yeah. Let me know when they miss. <laughs> I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you probably how many leagues or venues. It's like, Oh, these two again, uh, I'm going to go ahead and either leave or go, go get a drink or do something else until the match is over. Yep. I, uh, I, I do think like, right. I, I think like the context matters, right? Like, cause obviously if it's, uh, you know, if it's like, you know, a, a finals or something like that, like in the, in Lee, like a tournament or like, then you want to see it end that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to see it end with like, you know, with like the big throw. Um, but if it's like, all right, it's just like week two match three, like, oh, this, oh, this, this match has been going for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one of the things we, we do in Pittsburgh, um, because we, we've all kind of thrown together for a while. And something we did at Lumberjacks, we implemented probably, I don't know, two years ago, maybe three. Uh, we On our Premier League or high-level standard, we were all doing 100% clutch throughout the entire season. So if I'm up by two, we're, we're both me and the other person are going up every single time throughout the entire season. Now, once we got into the, the playoffs or the finals, then you went back into playoff mode. And if you're up by two, maybe you just go for bull. But um, that's what we kind of always done in Pittsburgh now, um, especially for like the Lumberjacks house and then same as Ace. Um, and so so that way wins and losses mattered but didn't matter. Because if I'm up by two but I'm still going to go up and then you just go ahead and bullseye me, did you really beat me? Or if we both went up, um, and I, and I missed, but the other person hit hell. Yeah. Good job. That's what we're here to do. We're not, we're here to k- get better and improve. We're not here to say, Hey, great job. You got, uh, we got our lucky threes again or whatever it was, you know? Right. You're like, I'm, I'm really going for that seed in the, the league turn. You're like, uh, I've, and I've, I've done it right. Like over, like when I first started, you're like, actually, I'm trying to like hit a new average. Like I've never hit before. Like I'm mm-hmm. trying to like hit a score. Like, was it like 2200 or something? Right. Um, you're like, okay, cool. Like I, but then like the next season, like, all right, like either I did it or I didn't. Um, but it's, I also think it's just like, it's just more fun. Mm-hmm. It's completely more fun. And like, really when you're up there throwing, you're competing against yourself. You're not competing against anybody else. That's the one thing I really enjoy about this sport. Like I will, like everybody that's next to me, I love them. I actually want them to beat me. Like, please throw better, so that way we can all have five. We can all go on with our lives. Like, I enjoy, and this is any sport. I'd rather see a good play versus watch one team the entire time. Yep. And so that's kind of like some of the leagues I've been in. It's like it's been just so supportive, and the community's been so supportive. It wasn't because I beat them or they beat me. It's because ah, you beat me tonight because of that one throw or those two throws or what have you. Do you, uh, do you remember like your first 81 or your, your, fir- like, um, how much, how much waddle have you thrown? So I've thrown maybe th- two or three, uh, marathon leagues. There's just not anything super close. Uh, there, there is now, but just because of the IETF, I haven't you know gone to join it. Um, and it's still roughly 45 minutes away. That's far. Um, it's, it's far enough that it's a, it's a decision versus just going, um, so I've done three, I think it's three marathon leagues now, one at Timber Beast and two at Mountman. Um, and so it's it's awesome. And I still, I haven't approached the 64, but I finally started getting a rhythm in that throw style. So um, I have a good, like, um, 
what is it? Uh, the plum national or something like that. The big blade. Um, I think it's a 17 inch handle. And, uh, I finally started to figure out how to, uh, push the ax in the right direction versus just pull it back, hold it next to my ear and then, you know, pray a little bit and hopefully it hits the bullseye. Yeah. I, uh, I, after I started throwing waddle when I, after I moved away like from Austin, uh, cause I, I found like on standard ITF, I would kind of check out through from like during throws one through four, you're like, all right, you're just going through motions. So super easy to have the half, half hit ax mm-hmm. on the, on the bullseye. Absolutely. For sure. Um, and so, and so then it just became like, can I just fast forward to the clutch attempt? Like, <laughs> um, and so then when I got to, got to waddle, like, oh, like, like really do have to try and like focus on every throw, um, yeah, you have you have to zone in on Waddle because it's like that that little bit outside is a five now versus a six, especially when they transition to the smaller bullseyes. And then um, I do firmly believe like the the bullseye is so much harder in Waddle, but then the the kill shot is easier than clutch, uh, just because of height, and you only have to you only have to break the paint. Yep. You don't have to do a full uh, full bleed in or whatever. Whatever. So yeah. So um. Do you remember your first 81 in IETF? I, I do. I do. Um, and league standing. So we did our first coaches league and a Tuesday, Monday night or Tuesday night. And that I was me and Brandon um, clusters. Uh, we both, we both first match ever. We both threw a double 81 that night. And so I was able that, that night I was able to take him in a big ax. Um, probably the last time I got to beat him in uh, you know, any type of ax or in competition, but uh, that was the first time. Uh, we'd ever done it. And since 81s didn't really count in anything until you had leagues, uh, then that was the first league we did. So cool. Do you, um, do you like, do you remember at the time, like we're both tracking, wait, so wait, was, was your first 81, a double 81? Yes. Yeah. So, so everybody's <laughs> getting excited all over the place. The first match of the league, everybody's going crazy. No. And, and nobody's taking pictures, you know, how everybody <laughs> does. And, uh, and so I was like, did you just do that? He's like, yeah. So we're like dumped out. I was like, big axe it is. And then we settled it in big axe. So uh, it, it was pretty exciting. Um, I wish I could have said, said, said the same thing for when Premiere came out, but it didn't work out that way. Have you thrown a Premiere 80 or, or, or 81 yet? Chasing it. Chasing, Chasing it. it. Se- several 74s. Yeah. A couple se- 79s, but. Yeah. I, I did not get any during my 28 attempts or uh, during playoffs. <laughs> right. So. Um, right. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's sick. Cause it's like one little, one little throw off in your clutch is done or you threw that damn three again. So. Yeah, I did get to see one. So, uh, Brett Hitman Hartman threw one. I think he was, he was chasing one for a while. And he got his first one at the marathon league. So that was cool. Okay. I saw, I saw that he got his. And so, um, I didn't know where it was, but yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, with before premiere, right. Like did, uh, did the places you throw at, did it go from being like, oh, man, somebody got their first 81 to like somebody like, oh, they threw back to back 81s. They're like, we don't care anymore. Uh, since since Pittsburgh had been in the axe throwing venues for like I don't know, three or four years at the time, we got there were some throwers that got to the point where they were chasing a perfect season um, with it with 81s. And uh, I, I can't say that I was one of those people. I had several. I, I could get about nine or ten in on a, on a good season at that time. Um, 
So there was there were some people that was just eighty one after eighty one. A couple, I think a couple people had unicorns for the so the perfect night and stuff. Uh, but um, but for the most part, we were cultivating new throwers in and trying to get them to stay as long as they as long as we keep them there and um, keep that whole. Oh, you're new, cool. So we would we would take extra time before and after just to help get them throw better, show them how to do things differently, and even just bond with them, like have beers, do shots, whatever. You know, that's awesome. Um, something you something you said reminded me of something I forgot was. Oh, you said um, you mentioned the the double eighty one. Um, are you doing any other events in Canada? Or are you just doing hat, like just the ITC? <coughs> um, I'm just I'm doing the ITC, and then I'm doing the US versus Canada. Okay. So um, I'm decent at a few like the one and a half and the double. Um, no good at underhand, but we're gonna give it a shot anyway. Um, but. I want the t-shirt, man. I want the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think so, uh, I'm just doing doubles and then uh, just round two. Um, oh, who's but, your doubles partner? Uh, Chris Hergel, sleeves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I I saw it and then I was like, I can't spend all week up in Canada. I just can't. <laughs> uh, so it's like my wife, she like, she'll do a league like everyone, you know, a couple times a year and she mm-hmm. likes throwing, but like not like I could throw axes all day. And yeah. she's like, after like an hour and a half, she's like, all right, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, but she's coming with me to Canada, which is cool, but it's, it's like, all right, so this is like 80% ax throwing trip. But like, she's like, well, I want a little bit of vacation. So we were trying to get in like Wednesday and stay like an extra day after prom uh, or, oh, nice. or homecoming. So homecoming, it's like, yeah, it's like flying Wednesday, fly out Tuesday. Yeah. So I think all of us are driving up. So it's only a five hour trip from Pittsburgh. So we're going to stay till Monday morning and then head back after everybody recovers from homecoming night. Did, um, like when you were like requesting off for work, did you like tell people why you were requesting off? Cause like, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I was like, guys, guys, it's, it's going to happen. I qualified. Here's where I'm ranked. Don't worry. I throw it way better people. I'm not, I'm just going to have fun. So yeah, it is like, like, Oh, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll be out next week. I'm going to, and I actually, I, I have coworkers that live in Toronto. They're like, Oh, are you going for like a work meeting? Uh, no, I'm going to go throw axes. In fact, I would like to not think about work the entire time while I'm there. Yeah. I might, yeah. Uh, I might meet, uh, I've been working remote for so long. Like I've had multiple jobs where I never <laughs> met any of my coworkers in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like you could be imaginary for all I know. So I'm actually, right. yeah, well, maybe I'm up there and see if anybody wants to grab a coffee or a beer or something. Um, yeah. Cool. So we're, uh, we're about like yeah, almost 40 minutes in. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, is there anything that like, that you wanted to kind of, did you have, was there any question that you had for me? Is, uh, uh, well, it was funny when you reached out and I kind of reached out to you previously, just to throw some names at you about some coaching opportunities and uh, people to interview on your podcast. And then when you said, Hey Tim, we're playing first round. I was like, did that just got released? I saw that. I could, I was like, I'm not looking up stats. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to go throw, you know, have a good time with it. Um, you know, goal is day two, always make it to day two. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I throw with like a lot of good people and I, I really enjoy the community way more than the throwing aspect of it. So I hope just to, and plus be my first time at the ITF, um, not embarrass myself and just have a good time with it. That's really my, my whole goal behind everything. If I, if I guess we got a few wins. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, 
this will be my second time at IATC. And last time I went one and two, and my one win came against one of my friends from Austin. It was like a person I threw at against like in league like the week before. And it's like, uh, it's uh, Sam. Oh, geez, I hope I get his last name. Uh, Halderman, uh, Frodo. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, I think he's in Philly now. Um, and so it's like, it's like, oh, cool. Well, we at least know one of us is going to start with a win, but we also know one of us is going to start with a loss. Um, but right. it's fun. Like I, like, like you, like you mentioned before, like, you know, you're not throwing against somebody else. You're just throwing against yourself. And, and, and when people get mad about somebody did something else, I'm like, and, and I think that's why that phrase, like throw better stuck with that, like stick, sticks with everybody, like throw better. Like it doesn't have to be that way. If you just would have thrown the way you should have. I've uh, I've adopted that phrase for when I like make a dumb mistake with my podcast, like whether I like didn't do something with the audio or like my headphone battery died and I lost a minute of content. <laughs> like yeah. podcast better. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. Like people are like, oh, do you see that footfall? I'm like, how are you even paying attention to that? I'm like, I'm focused so much on what I'm doing, I can't even see left and right of me. Like I don't even look at the clutch if somebody hits it until after I'm done throwing. Yeah, yeah. I I've been better about that lately, but long, a long time ago like I was uh like terrible about that like like throw and then just like stare. <laughs> right, right, right. I I had a uh, um so like practicing for um ITF, I had Brandon um I was like I need you to throw first and just throw your thumbs up so that I can see it that you hit your clutch because I'm never going to look at the clutch to see if you hit it while I'm, you know, preparing to throw. And I was like, but I need to see that thumbs up. So that way I know it's good. And I can see it. And now I got to physically do a mental check on myself on how I'm throwing. Did, um, back in like the days of standard, uh, you know how, like when you're throwing, you get in a rhythm, how if somebody like threw like a, like a science, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, just, no, just give them the bowl. Don't disrupt my rhythm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever got to, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a naturally slow thrower. So people are always like waiting for me. I'm like, that's ah, fine. So, um, and then some people throw, I used to, like when you first started throwing, right, you kept pace with a thrower. If they were super fast, you were super fast and usually messed up with your throws. Uh, so I think that's what a lot of like novices, when they start to jump up and be competitive, they finally figure out that they don't have to keep up or do different things. They can just throw at their own pace. It's not like Waddle where you got 10 seconds to throw the next throw, which I think is kind of a weird rule because somebody could be a sprinter. And just go and get the axe and just start that throw. I uh, in the the finals of the Waddle League I just did. Uh, I was going up against Rachel House, and, mm-hmm. um, and she basically just started just only trying to throw faster than me, and <laughs> and it actually like you know, it worked for like a round uh, to the point I'm like wait, she's not, she normally doesn't throw this fast. Like I'm like wait, and now it just became like who can throw faster and and then like we both didn't throw like I think we both threw below averages because we're just like it's a, it just turned into a race not <laughs> right. like a score uh right. and uh and then eventually i was like i even asked her about I'm like did you do that on purpose she's like oh absolutely like like well, that was that was fun it's funny like uh, strategy during matches especially with people you know or don't know like when you don't know somebody like can i talk to this person while i throw should i talk or should we only talk in between th- in between throws you know it's always that like strategy or you know, somebody's like, you know, how do you how do you mess up somebody's mind? Were you doing it? You know, kind of thing. Um, it's almost like the the Balkan baseball or, you know, trying to figure out how to how to get that that edge, I guess. Um, I've often worried that like because I like I'm not the type of person like I don't want to like try and disrupt somebody like like right. again, like I, I 
if I beat somebody, it's because I threw, I like, if I, I want to win because I threw better, not like, I don't want to win because somebody had a drop, you know? Right. Um, Right. Exactly. Uh, but I'm also like, I'm a, I'm a talker, right? Like, uh, and I, like I have ADD and I'm like, if there's something funny or something that's goes not, or especially if it's league and I had too many beers, like I'll just like, just be goofy, right? Like I, I can be a bit of a class clown and like, Oh, uh, and I'll have to like remind myself, like you might be annoying them. <laughs> we, uh, we, I wanted, I wanted to try to have a league with, for lack of better words, call it a beer league, but allow all the the, the hazing and everything else. And like when somebody's in mid throw, like the golf swing, like th- yell something at them just so everybody gets to practice at that, um, at that level. I think, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, we've never done it, but I think it'd be fun. And I, and unfortunately now I don't do too many beer leagues just cause of time. I would love to do a brunch Sunday league and have time to go do it and have a few drinks, but trying to be competitive, you kind of, like figure out what what leagues to be in, so that also that way you don't jump in a bunch a league with a bunch of new per, new people and just win, because that's not fun for anybody, and that doesn't retain other actors staying in the community for longer. Right. I think um I think before the pandemic, the two, well, like Tuesday Blue, uh, in Austin was like the trash talk league. Like I think they uh-huh. even had I think they made a belt and <laughs> it was like like transferred you know i don't think you were allowed to have the belt back to back like you had to like i think people voted on who was like the best trash i never got to do that one because uh wednesday was my home on uh at urban austin um Mm -hmm. so cool um i'm trying to think is uh i think i think we got to everything on my agenda um is there anybody that you want to give any shout outs to do you have any plugs do you have any sponsors anything like that uh, it's not Waddle, man. It's I, it's ITC. So uh, no sponsors or anything like that. Um, you know, um, all all the XRO community, uh, Lumberjacks, Aces, um, Chillax, Valhalla, all the crews have been great. Letting everybody come in and practice and do their thing. Um, even like the urban Baltimore, I go out and throw with um, like Sex Metal Barbie, um, uh, Alan. I can't remember all their names now. Um, but they're so welcoming when I come in to practice and hang out. And Weirdly, I, I, I got there for win, with Wednesday uh, on Wednesday when they started their uh, their standard league. And somebody looked at me and thought I knew what I was doing. I had no idea who this person was to ask me to help his wife throw an axe for the first time. I was like, oh, oh OK, let's do this. Let's just jump in and start helping people out. So that's awesome. I, I think that's the great thing about the community. Like like people just ask and you just, and you just deliver. right? You just help. I mean, it could be as high level as you want to be or as low level. You just kind of figure out how to help people. Yeah. For sure. Uh, one of one of the things I started doing in this past year or so, um, with like COVID and everything like that, people get in this like weird mentality, and you hear about all these like losses and things that go wrong in people's lives, and you never hear about the good things somebody did until after something's too late. So one of the mentalities I've done within the past year is show appreciation before it's the wrong time to show appreciation. So um, I've been giving out awards now. It's like one of my mental things that I want to keep myself in check with. So like uh, Mark Tishko, I gave him a, ment- a mental aptitude award or not aptitude, but just a like a mental, like great guy, always on point, shows good face and you know, determined to be a great actor in the community, both in Waddle and I and ITC. And he's doing a phenomenal job. Um, and then I also gave uh, Brandon McKesser a uh, Showtime, the Axe Coach of the Year award. These these awards mean nothing. They were voted by nobody other than me and a few other people. I was like, hey, that's a good idea. Um and I, you know, I reached out to some people that knew them and got some kind words and was able to present that to them, like during a um, final sign up league or what have you. So um, I'm looking forward to kind of continue that 
throughout the next you know year or so that help make sure people see the appreciation and the change of the community. Yeah, for sure. And um, at Urban Austin, uh, I assume they still do. I don't know if they, uh, but they definitely used to. I think they did like three. Just uh, it was like rookie, like rookie of the season, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think they did like most improved, and then I think a sportsmanship award. Right. Um, and a, a lot of times, like I think, like uh, there's times where I think like James Gregg, uh, Bulls on Parade. I think he's like I think he won a sportsmanship award. He's like honestly, that I like this more than like the league victory. Right. Right. And, and it's like a collaboration of everybody. And I started doing this when I, when I left Lumberjack. So I left when COVID happened. I, you know, I moved on to my current career as a uh, beer shooter manager. Um, I started doing this after it all was done and over with. I was like, you know what? People didn't know that they're, they're welcome. They're good. And that they, there's appreciation for what they do within our sport. And just being within that league, you have 20 like really close friends now that you would have never known before. So the appreciation, like you can see them when they have a down day or, you know, whatever. I was like, how do we make this better? I was like, well, screw it. I'll just start something and, you know, collaborate with like um, um, HBO, Showtime and like uh, all the actors in our leagues. And just like started making something happen. And it's been great so far. Did you say HBO and Showtime? Are you lining up like a whole premium <sighs> cable nickname situation? Well, one, one league they started. I wasn't a part of it. They all, they all. Well, it was always Showtime, but then like uh, Adeline changed her name to HBO. So I became Lifetime. So I became Skinamax. It was a, it was a weird league season, I guess, if you will. Did you like? So did you have? Because I know, so, like sometimes, like you know, the venues closed while leagues running, but then other, sometimes it's open to the public while leagues running. Did mm-hmm. you ha- was it open to the public during that league? So like just walk-ins or like first timers, oh, yeah. like, like and they're just listening. To people say like, "Skinamax, you're up on blue." <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, uh, yeah, Lumberjacks is always open to the public. There was Monday through Sunday kind of uh, time. And so uh, Mark Tishko, his uh, I mean, he's Ant now, A and T, because his true nickname was Ass and Titties. So we we we'd always be like, I mean, he did it from uh, uh, the old movie. Um, I can't think of it. It's old baseball movie uh, with the kids playing in the parking lot. Oh, and Sandlot. Sandlot, yeah, yeah. And so uh, and so he's carried that now because of all the like uh, we'll call them just you know basic rules that we should all kind of abide by. Uh, now it's Ant. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like my like number one rule in life is just like try not to be a dick but like i have 11 <laughs> nieces and nephews and i don't i try not to say that phrase in front of them so i just swap out jerk just like try not to be a jerk because you say that around kids oh i guess seven-year-old daughter i completely get it i'm like how do i rephrase this so you'll understand and i'm not you know being that as well yeah cool well tim it's been a pleasure man thanks for hopping on the call getting to know you i look forward to uh, seeing you in canada and throwing against you on saturday Absolutely, man. We'll have a few beers as well. Yeah. Uh, let's just agree to meet in the finals. What okay. Do you think? All right. Perfect. That's right. Re- I might <laughs> actually. I might have already told uh, Jimmy Davis the same agreement. Uh, okay. How, do you know him out of Philly? I probably, if I saw him, I probably knew. I probably know. Him. What's his? Do you know his actual name? Uh, not off the top of my head. I know okay. him. I actually know him like through like uh, I know his brother-in-law. But okay. then he got into axe throwing, and then it's like, hey, man, you qualified. Like, oh, I'll see you in Canada. So, <laughs> so nice man no i look forward to meeting you man cool thanks again adios all right, all right brother